everybody, and good day to you. Welcome to another episode of the Moral Compass Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Frazier. Legal disclaimer. The views and opinions of myself, my guests, and this podcast are just that, opinions. We hold no legal responsibility if you choose to act upon our opinions. Thank you. And today, I'm going to do a couple of PSAs before I get started. Uh, the first is, I do use humor in some of my podcasts, and that is not to diminish, diminish, or say that the subjects aren't important and they aren't very serious. But let's face it. If I didn't have any levity or humor in my podcast and it was very monotone and very bleak and glum, no one would listen. So, yes, I do use humor, um, but that is not to say that the content itself is not serious and something that needs to be taken seriously and something that needs to be addressed in our culture and society, not only as a country, but as a world. The second PSA uh, is, this is a very sensitive topic for me, uh, and that will be addressed in the episode. Uh, I actually had to completely rewrite the script because uh, I am very passionate about the subject, and... It was, uh, the original script was very my opinion and my opinion only, and that's not what I want this podcast to be about. Um, so just bear with me. Uh, again, I am very passionate about this topic, um, and I am going to try and stay as non-partial as possible. So... Now that you've seen my first two, uh, I am not a robot, I promise. Uh, it took me a while to realize that a best friend saying, just sit down and relax. Look at the camera and talk. And don't have a script, maybe some notes and nothing more. And just talk like you're having a conversation. Um, so, I'm going to give it a shot. And here we go. Hold on, because this is, uh, this is a really big topic in... In most of the country and most of the world even uh, but I want to prove to you that I am serious and I do take these topics seriously and that I'm not gonna say that I'm gonna hit the tough stuff and then start with something real easy I'm going all the way from the beginning today's topic is going to be a combination uh, and how they affect each other of bullying parenting and education and within bullying uh, I am going to touch on the fact that it occurs in adult life not just kids um, but today my focus will be more towards the children uh, and like I said I was going to get into it uh, it means a lot to me because I was a uh, I was bullied when I was a kid uh, I never really want to talk about it, but 
Um, you know, I say we have to be open and honest with each other to get along and respect each other and understand our differences. So I can't ask it if I'm not willing to do it. Um, as in before some of my other uh, episodes, uh, I was bullied. I was really overweight. Uh, I was considered uh, and, and was told many times that I was just the fat kid next door, the uh, kind of moniker, uh, you know, that everybody says, oh, she's just the girl next door. Well, I was, oh, he's just the fat kid next door. Um, you know, I was physically and emotionally bullied. Um, and I had a pretty decent support group, uh, mostly family. Um, but, uh, it was hard. It was horrible. Um, and it should never be tolerated. Uh, I didn't do anything about it though. And that's going to be something, a part of my topic today. Uh, I just cried and ran away and, or got beat up and crawled away. And one day they just got tired of beating me up and, uh, I didn't ever think that that was the way to go or a way it should have been. Um, and as I got older, I got skinnier and lost my glasses for contacts and got haircut and lost the acne and all that other kind of stuff. Uh, and I actually left my local school district for a while. And then when I came back, uh, I had changed. I stopped caring what other people thought about me. Um, and with that, I, uh, kind of had a new sense of clarity and confidence and everything else to the point where I got one of the prettiest girls in school was my girlfriend for pretty much the last half of high school. Um, and, you know, I stood up to, to the kids that used to pick on me. Uh, and and it, it kind of sadly turned me into a bully. Uh, that, that power. Um, and yeah, you heard me right. I turned into a bully. Uh, it was a little later in life. I mean, high school a little bit, but not really. Um, but my confidence kept growing and I became the bully. Um, and, uh, flat out, it was revenge. It was revenge. Um, you know, I got picked on for so long that once I had the power, I was, you know, I didn't think I could do something good with it. I thought, you know what? Now it's my turn. It's never a good idea. Um, when I finally realized exactly what I was doing, because in reality I, I didn't, I thought I'd earned or deserved that power. And nobody deserves power to emotionally or physically hinder someone else. Um, and once I realized that, I 
was sick for days to my stomach, um, emotionally destroyed, realizing that I'd done to people the same stuff that was done to me that, that screwed me up for years. And, uh, I have gone out and, and reached out and apologized to quite a few of those people because of what I did. Um, and if by some very obscure off chance you're watching this or listening to this and I did treat you poorly, uh, I apologize. Uh, and that's not just to say it. I, I honestly and, and truly regret that I hurt anybody. And if, if you were one of those people, I earnestly and honestly, sorry to the core of my heart. Um, it's something I still struggle with today to try and forgive myself over. Um, anyways, I, you know, moving forward, fast forward, uh, I'm now a parent of two wonderful boys and, uh, I've been a part of, um, watchdogs, uh, when I was in Michigan uh, and that's a program where it stands for dads, dads of great students. Uh, basically, dads take days off of work and spend time at school uh, to kind of encourage positive behavior and kind of be a watchful eye against bullying and and be there to talk to kids that need to be, t you know, you know, need somebody to talk to. Um, now, again, the topics, bullying, parenting, and education, to clarify, can go a lot of different ways. And when I say a lot of different ways, uh, this podcast would last four days, and my camera won't last that long. Um, you know, when it comes to bullying, you know, it... Uh, You know, yeah, esoteric natures and half a dozen other things can be discussed about it. Parenting, you can blame society and have discussions on society and uh, the degenderizing degener of couples um, and, you know, a thousand different other things or conspiracies. Uh, education can go, you know, uh, government-based, people stop caring, uh, you know, the government's cutting back on education to keep us uneducated and easier to control. All are, may, might be true, um, but more to the point, I want to circle in on how the three of them are kind of co-mingling in the root problem um, so let's get into it bullying um, you know there's there's a lot of sides this isn't as easy and I say politics are easy um, but when you debate and discuss politics generally it's the right side the left side and everybody else um, and it, it can get a hundred percent more complicated than that, but in general that is, but there are a lot of different sides when it comes to children, bullying, um, you know, parenting, education, there's a lot of sides. It's not just two, three, four, there's 
10, 12, 20. Um, but most of the time, the main two arguments are violence begets violence, uh, zero tolerance, um, and if you just stop it, it'll never happen. The fact of the matter is humans are humans and we have behavioral instincts that will never change. Um, I call them primal instincts. Um, and they're rooted in and there's always going to be amazingly good people that don't need any direction at all. Uh, my wife, uh, she is just to the soul a good-hearted person uh, and she does good for goodness sake and uh, you know there's going to be people that really can't be helped they are beyond help they have whether it's chemical emotional hormonal uh, you know bad nurturing and upbringing they have just gotten past to a point where they can't be helped um, and then there's the mass majority of us in the middle uh, that are swayed and influenced and, you know, have our good days and our bad days. And what dictates what we have more of is who we surround ourselves with and who we're forced to be around. And that's more for the fact of children. And uh, you can't always fix who you have in class. You can't change your teacher. Uh, all these things would be very difficult um, so you're stuck usually as a kid and even as a an adult a lot of people uh, a lot of us feel stuck in our jobs who we work with um, and you know fear of losing the job or getting in trouble at school generally keeps us right where we are but that doesn't solve any of our problems so um, you know, when when you're talking about it we need to figure out a different way for all of us in the middle to handle things better and ignoring them putting strict rules on everybody as a lockdown um, zero tolerance all this other stuff it's not effective if I ask you to stop right now, close your eyes, unless you're driving. Don't close your eyes if you're driving. Just imagine. I make the statement. Do not think of the color green. What are you thinking about? Probably green. Or maybe, maybe if you're really one of those obscure people, a different color. But you're still thinking color. Um, the point of that is, you can say, you're never allowed to fight. You're never allowed to bully. You're never allowed to do this. Well, the bullies are just now only going to think about bullying people. And the, the victims of the bullying are, now they're just scared and thinking of all the ways they're going to get bullied. You need to address and you need to come to an understanding, especially with children, that 
yes, bullying can never be tolerated, but you can say that. Those are words. And having a victim stand up for themselves and then they get in trouble too, that makes a victim not want to stand up. It makes a victim want to stay a victim and get hurt and found and rescued. That's what are we teaching kids? That's not right either. So, as I said before, humor and levity time. Uh, picture, if you will, little Timmy. By the way, all these characters are fictitious. And the story's not real, but I bet you could probably figure it out real quick. Little Timmy was in school, and he got picked on by a bully. And one day he finally had enough, and little Timmy hit the bully. Not to hurt the bully, but just to get the bully to stop. And as soon as the bully stopped, little Timmy ran and got help. And then the bully said that little Timmy hit him. So they both get expelled. Fast forward a little bit. Now Timmy's expelled and at home. And his sister comes home from college that weekend and says that she was accosted on campus. And the police, the security guards, mom and dad all tell, well, well you're just going to have to go get some mace and put it in your purse. And you're going to have to take some self-defense classes. That's what you're going to have to do. You need to stand up for yourself and protect yourself. You need to, next, if that, oh my God, I hope it doesn't. But if that happens next time, you need to mace that person right in the face and kick them in the crotch and run. Now little Timmy's sitting in the corner going, what the heck was that? How is that fair? That's exactly what I did. And I didn't even mace him or, or hit him in the crotch. I just hit him. How is this fair? Our rules, regulations, and, and teachings are so convoluted and so confusing and different for everyone. That it doesn't make sense. It's confusing for adults. That's why we've been fighting about it and arguing. Because we're frustrated and we don't understand and we're confused and the rules are always changing. And we're a grown adults. How do you think little Timmy feels? Little Timmy has no clue what's going on. And now he just feels like a second class citizen. Because he got in trouble and his big sister didn't. Things need to change. Now, you can say that there's more supervision, for the lack of a better term, at a you know elementary, middle school, high school level than at a college level. I beg to differ. And part of my focus now is explaining why I feel that we've taken power away from everybody. And that includes the parents, the teachers, 
the students, whether they be victim or bully. Because generally think, can a bully actually get bullied? Generally, that's nine times out of ten how somebody becomes a bully because they're being bullied outside of school by a parent, an older sibling, a uncle, a cousin, whoever, a friend. <clears throat> that's how they become bullies. But more to the point, we need to do better, we need to be better, and we need to change. And we need to come forward and say, erasing knowledge, pretending something doesn't exist, saying something doesn't exist, and then punishing something for something that's supposed to not exist with an iron fist is one of the most convoluted things in the world. We're taking the power away from students that are victims to protect themselves because they're afraid they're going to get in trouble. Now, be perfectly clear. I do not condone outright violence or revenge. What I am talking about is self-defense. Simply getting an attacker, a bully, or an aggressor to stop. And words aren't enough a lot of the time. And let's face it, if, if you haven't come to this conclusion yet, I will blow your mind. Bullies are actually really smart. They're generally cowards. I was as a bully, a huge coward. I was not facing my own fears. I wasn't dealing with my own pain. I was a coward, as most bullies are. But be aware, they are very smart. They know how to avoid getting in trouble. They know how to avoid, literally just straight up go up, beat up a kid, and then pretend like it never existed. And since it can't be proven, nothing happens. We've taken the power away. And we've taken the power away from the schools as well. Because they're like, well, there's supervision. Teachers should do something about it. Really? Should they? When I was growing up, they did. Uh, I literally saw a teacher go right out of his room down the hallway when a fight was in the hallway and pick one kid up and throw him halfway down the hall. It was hilarious. But he stopped the fight. And both kids got in trouble. But the victim got in less trouble. Because the victim got in a couple of good blows. Anyways off topic teachers are not going to stop fights anymore we have taken all the power away from them 
we've become so phobic of anybody touching anybody else that a teacher can't walk up and break up a fight because they're going to be accused of like touching kids which is ridiculous they're stopping a fight or the bullies or victims overbearing parents will run into the school at that point and go you touch my kid i'm suing you so the teachers aren't going to do anything because they don't want to get fired and they don't want to get in trouble and they definitely don't want to get sued. We've taken the power away from the teacher by instilling fear in them. We, when I was growing up and every day, we trusted the teachers and some of them were mean and I mean mean. My dad's generation, he went to Catholic school. They were nuns. Everybody trusted them. And they still rulered kids. So I'm not saying capital punishment or you know aggressive, violent punishment towards children is okay. But we trusted adults and teachers to do their job. And part of their job was to keep our children safe. We're not doing that anymore. You can put up as many fences and barricades and metal detectors and x-ray machines that you want. It's not, it's not going to change anything. There's still going to be violence. There's still going to be bullying. And telling a victim that they can't fight back and defend themselves you've taken the power away from the victim now now they have no control they can't do anything they can just sit there and take it again that's ridiculous I think every child and I'm not talking just victims I'm talking every child should take basic self-defense classes not how to beat people up self-defense classes as in if something happens a you can do b to get out of the situation it empowers them it gives them confidence you would see bullying plummet because nobody would be afraid of the bully anymore the bully does what they do and they target their people because they know that these people are afraid of them these kids are afraid of them and they get a high off of it. We need to give the power back. And parents, I'm sorry. The two sides of this. Which are pretty extreme basically you have one side that's like nope 100 percent full-on discipline all the time discipline 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 all the time no matter what and i can hit my kids to be clear i do not condone hitting children ever i have never nor will i ever hit my kids or hit anybody else's kids god and my dad graced me with the dad look and a drill sergeant's yell. So I do have that going for me. I don't really 
feel it necessary for me to have to touch my children. Um, it's never okay. Ever. But that's one side. And the other side is, I want my kids to be happy and free and with no structure and no nothing and free-range parenting and let them do what they want and explore and 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 learn on their own. Okay. With religion, politics, parenting, anything, extremes are what cause issues. You find the happy middle. That's what will work. For example, I am a strict parent. My kids have rules. They have time frames. They have bedtimes. They have, ooh, wait though, scheduled free time, play time, fun. They still play video games. They still laugh and jump around and go swimming in the pool. But children are not experiments. They are highly functional, highly emotional human beings. And whether people want to believe it or not, because children constantly say they don't, they crave structure. They crave it. They need it. Their bodies need it. Their minds need it. They need it to function properly. If you just feed yourself junk food for 90 days, are you going to feel great? No. If you let a kid free-range grow himself, what do you think he's going to eat? Probably not real healthy stuff. Okay? Same side. Don't hit your kids. It's crazy. There are other ways. But I'm strict. But I let them learn and experience on their own in an environment that they're not going to die. My kids, Boy Scouts, they've done karate. They've done swimming. They've done soccer. They've been camping. Could they get hurt? Yeah, they're kids. They're supposed to get hurt a little bit. Bruises, bumps, and scrapes. It's what teaches them. But in an environment that's not like a four-lane freeway. Okay? And free-range parenting, and I get it. In today's society, I am very blessed. Uh, I've been able to spend more time with my kids than I believe any adult in my generation or that has small children have the time for right now because we have jobs and everything else but more importantly what you need to remember beyond the structure strictness children crave attention and not just any attention attention from the two people that created them or take care of them raise them more than anything else, they want your attention. And if you're too busy working 100 hours a week, figure it out. Sell the house and move to something smaller. Move into a trailer. I guarantee your kids will be happier because you'll be able to work less hours. 
Okay, figure it out. And also, put your phone down. Your kids don't want to see you looking at a screen. That's not quality time. Now, if you guys decide to pop a bag of popcorn and get some juju beads and, and, and some root beer and watch a movie, cool, that's quality time. But you sitting on your phone scrolling through whatever you're scrolling through, no judgment, is not quality time. Put the phone down, okay? Parenting 101. Attention. Structure to a point and schedule the free time. Well, schedule free time, it's not spontaneous. Well, then leave some holes in your schedule where every once in a while you're like, hey, 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 let's go bowling. I don't know, whatever you want. You can actually schedule spontaneity. It's, it's weird, but once you start doing it, you just leave little gaps here and there all over your calendar. And when you're like, oh, just got done with ballet and ice hockey and, and soccer and, and fencing and whatever else you guys need to do. And I go and I look at the calendar. What's next? <gasps> There's a gap. Let's go get some ice cream. Okay. It's possible. But if you're running around with your head cut off like a chicken. Guess how your kids are going to turn out. Sorry, not sorry. Again, it's very personal for me. Not only because I have kids, but part of the reason I got picked on was because I actually... I looked out the bullies and literally made myself look meek and weak to get picked on. And let me explain why. Because most people are like, what? That's nuts. Why would you ever do that? It was really dumb. Because then it escalated very quickly to a point where I didn't enjoy the time I had with my bigger friends. My mom grew up in the 70s. She's a United Methodist pastor. She has a lot of faith. But back in the day, she was super hippie. And by super hippie, I mean floral VW bus super hippie. Excuse me. Uh, and to this day, uh, one of the biggest things that I actually admire about my mom, very much so, is that she wants to change the world. She wants to fix everybody. She wants to go out there. And she's another one of those people like my wife that are just good-hearted people because they're good-hearted people. Now, when you're trying to save the world as a parent, there's a lot of problems in the world that doesn't leave a whole lot of time for your kids. Uh, and I've talked to my mom about this. She knows I'm talking about it with you. Um, the only way when I was younger I felt I could get my mother's attention was if I was in trouble or sad or upset or beat up or sick. So she felt 
that she had to fix me and make it all better. And it worked a lot to the point where it actually turned me into a really good liar for a long time in my life. Um, I got great at it because I wanted attention from my mom and my dad was only home for maybe an hour or two maybe uh, during the week and then you know all the guy stuff that had to get done over the weekend trash, mow the lawn, shovel snow whatever and then he needed you know getaway time like just like uh, time which I understand I'm a dad now and need it too um but i couldn't see a way to get his attention i could see a way to get my mom's and so i did uh, so put the phone down okay my mom's thing was ironing and watching soap operas and folding laundry it was her meditation and we were not allowed to bug her during that time um yeah it is what it is but parents we have to do better okay when I was growing up yes we had bullies as I've already stated a thousand times and bullies have been around since mm, forever but bullies have gotten out of control now okay and they're growing in numbers because parents aren't doing their part. Um, one thing I will say when you know you talk education in school, especially with parents and teachers, there's generally two responses. Well, it's the teacher's fault because they're not raising my kids. And the teachers are like, uh, I'm having trouble in school with your student because you're not being a good parent. Uh, both and all are true. Okay. Parents, you have to be parents. Okay, They're not your best friends. And 2020 has probably made this even worse for a lot of us because the only people we saw for 10 months straight are the people we lived with. Um, some states even continuing now. Um, they're... My two boys are my buddies. They're my buddies. I love them. They're the best thing that ever happened to me. Okay? And... Yeah, I couldn't imagine my life without them. And they are. They're my buddies. They're not my friends. I do not have the same conversation I have with my children that I do with my best friends. Um, that would be very awkward generally speaking uh and two um my children know multiple things the first and foremost thing that my children know about their daddy they're six and eight they still call me daddy one i love them no matter what there's nothing in this world they could do to make me stop loving them i am proud of them sorry number two I am proud of them. They are some amazing kids. Number three, I will 
teach you how to be good, productive men in society. I say that because I have two boys. I don't care if they wind up gay, straight, bi, I could care less. But they will be productive, good human beings when they get there. And lastly, if I say their full name and I give them the dad look, sorry, audio only, I'm doing it into the camera for video. And I can get, there's, there's multiple dad looks. They drop whatever they're doing and go clean something or take out the trash or come up and go, I don't know what I did, daddy, but I'm sorry. What can I do to make it better? I'm not their friend. I'm their dad. And I'm their buddy too. They love hanging out with me. But they know I have a structured set of rules. And if they cross the line, there's going to be consequences. Again, don't hit your kids. If you're yeah, just tuning in, big focus of mine. Don't hit your kids. But they know there are going to be consequences. I'll take games away. Uh, they're not old enough for phones. I'll take games away. I'll take, uh, you know, computer time away, TV away. I'll take stuffed animals away. I mean, honestly, if they continue down the road, they will be sleeping in a very comfortable sleeping bag with a pillow on the ground. Because I'll take their mattresses out of their room. I've done it. And by the way, that's not abuse. They still have a roof over their heads, full tummies. I'll never take food away from them or make them sleep outside. Just to clarify. But they know these things. And guess what? Since I took the bed out of the room, they really have never done what they did ever again. And that's okay, because they learned their lesson. Now, parenting tip number however many I'm on, because um, I've had plenty of parents and teachers. By the way, all I get is compliments about my children at school. Sorry gloaty dad moment they're respectful they ask questions they interact they use the words please and thank you and yes I don't care what part of country you are they say ma'am and sir but parents and teachers go what do you do how do you get it you're just genetically lucky no because I was a tyrant as a child i was horrible sorry mom and dad dad rest in peace i i was a mess and ugh. so it's definitely not genetics um no it's consistency okay consistency is what gets kids to remember and focus. It's not to say I don't have to remind my kids. I still have to remember to remind kids every morning not to talk while trying to brush their teeth because it's not very effective. But consistency, okay? You, you can't get mad at them for doing A, okay? Like super mad, like belligerently over the wall mad at A. They did A. 
okay? And then next week, they do A again. And you're so tired and angry, you know, sad, whatever. And you're just like, whatever. Okay, you just can confuse the hell out of the children. They don't get it. And on the same factor, you don't want to reward bad behavior. That's also confusing. Consistency is the key. Make it easy with real simple math. 2 plus 2 always equals 4. No matter what. Common core, old school math, cross languages. They say math is universal. 2 plus 2 always equals 4. But what you're doing as a parent in this situation is basically saying 2 plus 2 equals 4, but sometimes it equals 10. Consistency always allows you to get past and not get to the point where it's passive-aggressive behavior. You don't let it build up and build up and build up to the point where it's like ah, right up in your gut. It's, uh, and then that last little thing somebody does, that the one more time they do it, it's snap, and it's uh, all over them. When in reality, you know, that, that moment really called for, hey, Timmy, don't do that. Okay? It, Consistency allows you to not just help your kids learn and focus and understand the world as it should be. It helps your mental health, okay? Like, really. It does. It helps your mental health not go crazy and not snap and bottle stuff up. If you're consistent with what upsets you and your ground rules all the time... You'll never have that moment where you're like, oh my god, it's the 500th time they've done it. Granted, kids make mistakes. They always do. I have to remind my children not to talk while they try and brush their teeth constantly, every day, every morning, every night. But the fact that I get it out when I get it out every time, like, all right, stop talking, toothbrush in mouth. It allows me not to get up and, and, and build it up and repress it and argh, get it all in there, you know? Sorry, I'll get off my soapbox. But again, these topics are really close to me and they mean a lot because not only am I a father and a father that sends his children to school, I was that kid, okay? I, I was that kid. Uh... But at this point, uh, I'm pretty sure we covered bullying. Um, pretty sure we got the parenting thing down for the most part. Um, <clears throat> and we started education. Uh, we didn't get into it, so let's get into it. Back to the previous point. Teachers have no power. They have no control. The staff has no control. They can't do anything. Uh, they're full of fear. Um you know, and in saying, you know, bringing back the previous story, you know, where college, you know, has less supervision or, or whatever, staff, too big an area, whatever you want to say, versus primary schools, elementaries, middles, 
middle schools and high schools, it's not really accurate because the staff and the teachers, they're not going to do anything because they're afraid of getting yelled at, fired, sued. Just like I said before, they're all afraid, so they're not going to do anything, which only leaves in public schools maybe one, maybe two people, in some cases probably none. Um, but schools nowadays either have security guards or resource officers. Uh, resource officers are actually, and amazing people, they're actually sheriffs that are assigned to the school. My, my sons have um, the same officer every day, same sheriff, and, and he does a great job. But it's one person. That's a whole lot of kids to keep their eyes on. Um, it's just, it's, it's too much. Uh, even with programs like I was in with um, watchdogs, dads of great students. Yeah, we're there, but, I mean, we can only do so much. And, of course, as parents, we're afraid. Like, ah, no, no hugs, no kids. Like, I was actually warned not to hug my own kids. Like, what? Because it could be construed the wrong way. And I'm like, no, th these are my kids. Now, other people's kids, not so much. Uh, not even a, a high five. And, and folks, this is pre-COVID when, like, high fives and handshakes were okay. Um, I wouldn't even do that because I was freaked out that some parent would be like, oh, my God, he touched his finger. Okay. But everything's to the extremes nowadays. But, again, it's not enough, okay? Bullies, again, they're really smart, okay? They're, they're super smart, and they're smart enough to know how to get out of trouble. Uh, a recollection that I remember um, was the fact that a bully in a school, now this is before resource officers, metal detectors, etc. But a bully actually sent his two buddies to the other side of the school to start a fight with each other. And nothing too serious, like a one-day detention kind of thing. But, of course, at that time, teachers weren't fearful. They went after the situation and, and tried to correct the situation. But then all the teachers kind of... And staff and people flooded that way, which led the other half of the school, yeah, with just the victim and the bully. And the bully then had free reign to pretty much do whatever he wanted, or her. It could be a story for anybody. Um, but in the end, those kids do nothing. The victims do nothing because they're afraid now that they're going to get in trouble like, oh, well, did you start it? Or, oh, did you fight back? Okay, well, zero tolerance. So they're afraid of that. They're afraid of the bullies because 90% of the time they warn them not to tell anybody. And and, and nothing happens. They just they, they don't do anything. And the bully gets away with it.
But for example's sake, let's let's just go here. Let's let's say self-defense, not fighting. Self-defense class was a mandatory part of PE, gym, whatever. Doesn't matter. pretty sure bullying would go down because all the people in self-defense would then now know how to defend themselves and bullies wouldn't be so apt to go after them uh, because they might pick the wrong person uh, and and it wouldn't end well for the bully you see bullies go after victims they don't go after confident people they go after victims people that are scared they get a high off of it and they know it's easy so if everybody knows self-defense, then it's not so easy anymore. And self-defense teaches not only confidence, but it's defense, not fighting. Okay. First rule in 90% of dojos, meaning martial arts, karate, kung fu, boxing. It, the first rule is you're not going to go out and start fights. Some dojos make you promise and sign like a contract. That you're only going to use what they teach you in self-defense. It teaches you self-control. It teaches every so if the bullies and the victims are taking these self-defense classes, the bully's going to learn. Oh, I'm only really supposed to use my power for self-defense and with the meditation and 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 you know whatever else in the self-control area. I don't really feel that angry anymore. I have an outlet now. They might stop bullying altogether. But even if they don't, the victims also have the opportunity to say, hey, if I have to, I can defend myself. Nine times out of ten, if that's the case and everybody's at the same level, nothing's going to happen. I, I mean, when you have a victim, and let me let me tell you a little bit. Everybody's like, "Oh, they're sad. They're upset. They're they're scared. They cry." Let me tell you another feeling they have. Okay, it's in every victim. Lots and lots of anger. Horrible, debilitating anger. So follow with me. So self defense class is already in place. What's to say that they don't put on the the super duper padded? boxing helmet padded you know mouth guard and gloves if it's a consistent ongoing thing with especially one particular bully and with adult supervision again giving power back to the staff and the teachers supervise let them go at it for a while no joke and if the bully Whoever is bigger and winning at the time or smaller and winning at the time, you know, it's a tap out thing. Like, all right, cool, you're done to each their corner. You know, and it, and it goes for a little bit. I guarantee both those kids are going to walk away with a much bigger respect for each other. Win, lose, or draw. Much bigger respect. And a new outlook on life. Confidence, patience, understanding. 
And that's on both sides. It's it's a win-win. I don't... If we can make these changes, I don't... Why not? Why? Why not? Again, I mean, that's that's what boxing and martial arts and, and, and self-defense classes, they're all about. They're not about going out and becoming the bully. It's about understanding that bullies need help too, you know. And in reality, bullies are really just probably getting bullied by somebody else. So understanding, patience, self-discipline, and the confidence to know that if we have to, if we have to, we can defend ourselves. Bullies learn not to start fights in the first place because why? Well, it's not what they're learning in self-defense. They're learning that it's defense not to start it. And victims, you know, again, if they have to, they can defend themselves. Obviously, my mom would disagree. Like I said, she's a hippie. And my mom's really the reason why I debate so well. Um, because we disagree on almost everything. But we respect each other. And we love each other. But respect in this one instance is the more important um, me and my mom are pretty loud debaters. We get shouted and shouting and yelling sometimes, but it's, it's, for us, it's all in good fun. Uh, it makes my wife cringe. She just leaves the room and walks away. She doesn't like confrontation. But at the end of the debate, we feel a lot better. Like, uh, tension really, it's, it's amazing how much it relieves. But at the end, I guarantee you, I'm never going to change my mom's mind. And my mom's never going to change mine. But we have an understanding. I understand her. She understands me. I respect her and she respects me. That's the key. At the end, even if it's a fight, you have to respect each other and have an understanding for each other. And, you know, you can go to extremes like my mom tends to do. You know, well... Violence begets violence. It's just it's an ongoing thing. It's like you're never gonna get rid of it. It's human nature. There's you, you just not aggression, uh, negative or positive or any. It's 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 human nature. Okay, and bottling it up and pretending like it doesn't exist super unhealthy. It's not gonna. It's not gonna end well. It's the rise of depression, passive aggressive behavior, um, shootings. When you do not allow people to feel emotions and you do not allow them to express those emotions, and yes, that means express them sometimes physically. Now, but with the extremes, it's an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth leaves us all blind and toothless. Yes, if you take everything to the extreme, I would agree with you. Take it to the extreme, everybody's blind and toothless. If you take it to the other extreme... Bullies have no accountability and they take over the world and pound us to dust. Okay? Meet in the middle. Okay? Boxing ring is not your thing. Okay, let's compromise. All right? Maybe if it's a ongoing thing, at some point, you do go this way, go counseling. Okay? Um, and then suspend. Not expulsion. Suspension. Okay? 
generally not for the victim, or at least the victim has less. Okay, that doesn't work. All right, well, then they were warned. Victim punched person in face. Bully no longer picks on victim. Move on with life. It's been recorded and they've had issues. It's been solved. Okay? When you take everything to an extreme, it's never good. You gotta meet in the middle. Okay? And we need more counselors in school. The teachers, the counselors, the staff, we need more and we need... They need their power back. And honestly... They're super not paid enough. They're really not paid enough. Um, you know, that, that another episode, another topic. Um, but they're not. Um, as a, a parent, you know, whatever, school liaison, uh, and, and seeing and, and being in classrooms for half an hour at a time with 30 kids, good Lord. Hey, you go do it. You go do it. You think homeschooling your kids for a day is do that with 30 okay we all have a little bit more understanding what teachers go through you do it with your kids now whether that's one kid two kid five kids whatever do it with 30 do it with 30 kids it's different they need to be respected and they need to be paid more plain and simple and they need more counselors to help And teachers need the power to discipline our kids. If our kids are doing something dumb, our, uh, a teacher needs power to yell at your kid because they're doing something dumb. My teachers yelled at me when I did something dumb. My teachers, my parents didn't do anything. If anything, a couple times I think they went in and thanked the teacher. Okay? They're just doing their job. They need their power back to do their job. And look, I say discipline for a specific reason. Parents, you need to raise your children. Okay, let's focus. It is not the responsibility of teachers, staff, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, Karate Dojo uh, senseis, uh, after school programs, whatever. It's not their job. It is not their responsibility to raise your children. It's your job to raise them. It's their job to instruct them. You've laid the foundation. They're building upon it. Okay? It takes a village to raise a child. I believe in that. But there's a core value, and that has to come from the parents. Whether blood, adopted, foster, I don't care. Whoever's raising those children, those are the ones that... They need the core from them. And then the community comes in and assists. And they grow together. It's all about balance. But the weight falls on the parents first. Okay. Now, if you've done all your work, kids respectful, go to school knows their P's and Q's, everything to that extent, and something's still going on, okay, well, then that one bad apple teacher 
or staff member or whatever, okay, they're a problem. But it's not all teachers. It's that one. Deal with that one for sure. But don't take it out on the good teachers. When you when you blanket statement and take all the power away from everybody, you're not just taking the power away from the good teachers. You're taking the power away from the or taking the power away from the bad teachers. You're taking it away from the good teachers that do make a difference, but they don't have the opportunity to make a difference because they're too gun shy to do anything or stick themselves out there to try and help or do anything. Now, there are some still amazing teachers out there, and there are some teachers that go the extra mile still, and they figure a way, and God bless you, okay? But a lot of teachers that, that literally could be making a difference, they are so worried about what's going to happen and the reaction that it, it, it causes them to stop, and that's not right. It's just not right. But when you bring in everything overall of what I just said, you have your core values, and then you want to be a sometime free-range parent, great. Core values, free-range parent, like let loose, go party, vacation, whatever you want to do. Go to the you know, pool or park, I don't care. Watch a movie. But you can't do all of one or do all of the other. It's about balance and unity. Okay, for the audio people, I'm bringing my hands together in the middle. Unity. Okay, it's really hard to take your hands together and stretch one way or the other, right? Too far right, too far left. Yeah, it's a good stretching exercise. I didn't even know that was a, a stretching exercise. Maybe it's new. But in reality, the easiest way to come together is in the middle, okay? Where the middle is uh, what you can negotiate and compromise on, you negotiate and compromise. What you can't, you still try and find some middle ground, if nothing less, understanding, okay? And boundaries, okay, that you both accept. That's unity, okay? And respecting each other for the stuff you can't fix because one is set one way, one is set the other, okay? Different does not mean bad. Simply means different, okay? Not everybody can be the same and not everybody can agree on everything. It's not possible. So stop trying to get it out, get it out of your head. Boom, gone. It's not possible. But there is a way to come to an understanding, coming to an agreement. And part of the agreement is knowing that not everything is agreed upon. And that's okay. I think I've gone through bullying and parenting and education pretty well. Um, Or at least to the extent that I'm going to. Lastly, I want to make sure that people understand that bullying doesn't just happen to kids. Kids are, you know, my soft spot. I love my boys. Um, I um, I just, kids are great and they're innocent and they're amazing. Um, honestly, as 
adults, we should probably learn from them for the most part. You know, bullies don't learn bullying from other kids generally. 99.9% of the time, it's an adult. Um, but bullying happens to adults too. And social media, it didn't, it didn't make it known more. It, it allowed bullies of all ages to have easier access and new ways to bully people. <clears throat> but we don't blame social media. That's it's people, all right? Tractor doesn't go and plow a field without somebody driving it, even if it's robotic. Somebody programmed that robot or flew the drone or did whatever. Artificial intelligence doesn't exist yet. I don't know if it ever will. A little scary. But to date, at its core, when you tear everything away, whether it's computers or otherwise, there's a human behind it. Okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, in saying that, we need to take responsibility. And I take everything I've said about kids, bullies, and victims, and the education system, and just reverse that. Adults, bullies, and victims, and generally it's usually the workplace. Uh, it could be really anywhere, but anywhere m multiple people congregate multiple times a week or a time period or whatever, there's probably going to be some bullying, even the adult world, in the adult world. Um, man, I, I, I'd love... Susie the victim to turn around and punch Bob the bully right in the face. Again, there's there's compromises. We can figure these out, okay? Maybe I jumped too far too quick. But that's what a debate's about. Learning to understand each other so we can compromise on something. For example, because my mom and most of society is now business, zero tolerance, etc. That's the opposite. That's why sexual harassment stuff and all this other stuff has been rampant now. Because there's no consequences. Everybody's too scared to say anything. All right, so Susie victim, Bobby the bully. Bobby the bully comes up to Susie. First time in whatever manner, because it can be... Sexual harassment, verbal harassment, gender harassment. It doesn't matter what it is, okay? First time she says, you know, no, I don't appreciate it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, if it happens again, maybe she says it a little louder, you know, shouts it. Um, still happens yet again. Um, she, You know, Susie goes to the boss, explains everything, lays it all out. It's now on document with the boss. Next time, Susie just decks him. It's hard as she can. And then Bob goes to the boss and goes, ah, Susie hit me. Well, she told you no. She told you to stop. She came to me. I talked to you. Heck, she came to me a second time. I talked to you again, and you're still talking to her. Yeah, no, you got it. You're good. Go back to work or quit. 
because all he's got is a black eye and a bruised ego. But he's probably going to leave Susie alone. And now Susie, with no repercussions, by the way, she did it the right way, the compromised way, is confident. She feels better about herself. She can go on with her day and not have that stress in her life. What's wrong with that? So, honestly, everything that I've talked about so far with kids and parenting and schooling, directly change it around. Bullying is adults, victims, and bullies. Parenting is bosses, corporations, and other people that put these limitations on victims to not be able to defend themselves, which is absolutely ridiculous. I think those companies, corporations, and people should be sued to no end because you're instilling fear in your work staff, whether it's staff member against staff member, staff member against customer. I don't care. Client, I don't care. When you take the power away from people to defend themselves, whether that's verbally or physically, you're alienating those people. You're giving them no other option. And, and all they do is bottle it up. And it becomes pent-up rage and anger, frustration. And nine times out of ten, it doesn't go noticed. It doesn't, it doesn't get reported. So they're afraid. Like, plain and simple. This is how I'm going to end this discussion today. And thank you for being with me again. Um, we as a society, especially adults, and adults for kids, we need to do better. Period. We need to give focus and power back to those who deserve it. Teachers need the power to discipline children. Not physically harm them, just discipline our children. Parents also need power back because parents may be part of the reason why they're scared, trying to play the compromise, that they're not raising their children right as they're scared CPS will get called on them. And for anybody that doesn't know, CPS means Child Protective Services. You know, they're worried about disciplining their kids and their kids going going to school going, Oh, mommy hates me. Because children do not explain things well or appropriately. They just don't. They don't have the mental aptitude to do so. So I don't blame the kids. But, you know, a lot of times parents are like, Ah, oh, yeah, okay. I really want to... I really want to give Billy a timeout, but... I don't want Billy saying that I'm emotionally stunting his growth with a timeout because he'll leave out all of that and just say, Mommy hates me and, and, and is emotionally stunting me. Yeah. CPS is called that. So everybody needs more power back. It's not that we didn't have it before and it's not a, a, a seesaw of, oh, well, they had it so long, now we need it on our side. It's, it's equal amounts of power needs to be returned not given returned to those who need it 
and the kids, the victims, adult or child, need the power back to be able to stand up for themselves. And bullies need their power back to simply go, I have an issue and I need to talk to somebody about it. Or the power to better themselves through self-defense and self-discipline and self-confidence to realize that they don't want to be that kid anymore or adult. They don't want to be that bully anymore. They want to better themselves. But we have to give everybody these opportunities or we're never going to go anywhere. So be better. Do better. Again, thank you for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure spending this time with you. If you enjoyed the content, even if you didn't, uh, what would be really appreciated to get this message out or simply you just got to go, I need to know what he's going to say next. Please like, which can be the thumbs up or a little heart. Like, 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 like. Okay. Second, comment. It's kind of hard to debate with yourself. I will answer. Leave a comment. Okay. Ask a question. Whatever you need to do, I am here. Feel free. And follow and subscribe, whether you're doing audio only or video. Subscribe and follow. And then if you're subscribing on YouTube, when you click subscribe, little bell comes up, click it, and get the bell that's ringing up top that says you'll get notifications. And then you'll know the crazy things I talk about every time I come up. It'll give you a notification uh, and more importantly if you honestly truly enjoy my content and like my content and think that I'm not speaking crazy share my content share it that's how this show can go from very meager beginning to a very high place and spread a message of equality not the same equality in debating and enjoying and respecting the differences of others but also hitting the hard facts hitting those points of what really needs to be discussed about and get to the root cause of things and hopefully change a couple of people's opinions maybe not their minds just open enough to come together okay thank you so much you guys have a wonderful day and a wonderful rest of your week and a wonderful weekend okay thank you again so much this has been the moral compass podcast and i am your host sean frazier thanks again